0: Actually we'll be interviewing as a team. You are the best movers on the planet. So bro, what kind of muscles you have? No. Bro, what kind of patterns you have.
1: We're here to fuck shit up.
0: Episode ten, Movement Athlete Podcast. I'm Dr. Wes Hendricks. I'm John Lindsay. And we were just talking off the mic that we were going to talk about what what did we decide on?
1: This is uh I don't know what we're gonna call it, but just kind of outfitting a home gym, training from home, uh yeah, kind of how to outfit a gym slash so how to train from home. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people have obviously been doing that the past twelve, eighteen months. So uh I know I gave up my gym membership. I still go to a gym in the mornings that I work at, but I used to go to a gym in the afternoons that I just I've completely given up on that and I love training from home so I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Did you you ha- actually had a gym membership? Yeah I actually had we had two gym memberships uh one and it was more just for the open space uh and I like to kind of get out of like I could stay at work and do it do a session if I needed to but I like to get home and uh people bother you uh, at work too probably right? A little bit yeah I mean I, I wouldn't say bother it I'm ask questions and things while I'm at work. So it's nice to so go to a, di- a different place where I can just kind of lock in and do my own thing and not have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I've totally fallen in love with training it from home. So I, I think I have some of my best workouts here. Well, I
0: think the nice part about it is too, you're looking at it from a perspective of, a uh, you're a, you're a homeowner. Congratulations on that. John's a Thank homeowner. You. So, you know, he, he maybe has a little less, um, limitations that maybe I have as a living in an apartment. So, you know, um, John also has come up with a very creative setup at his place. So we could talk about that too. Um, and kind of how he outfitted it, what the thought process was when, you know, when he got the home, because when you got it, it that back area that you guys see most of John's Instagram videos did not look like the, what it looks like now, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, you know, we had a, we have a tiny, I live in, my wife and I live in a house that's probably 700 to 800 square feet total, but we're very lucky to have a nice outdoor space with about maybe 300, 350 square foot courtyard. And it was just kind of a gravel, weedy, uh, leafy area when we bought the when we bought the house, but we were able to Put down a concrete slab a nice a nice bit of space and that allows us to do a lot of stuff set up a squat rack um any sort of hand balancing is good to go there we've got kettlebells out there um we've got a nicely strategically placed tree that allows us to hang up rings um and i just put some i tied some webbing to the tree so it's if i want to take the rings off i don't have to go all the way up into the tree to get them it's kind of a quick release system so Um, it's a great space that we have, but we made it a great space. So I think a lot of people might not be aware of the opportunity, their backyard or their living room or wherever could present or could have to be, to be a gym. So,
0: so when you went to set up this home gym, what, what was the the first thing, like priority number one, you know, if you could only have one piece of equipment, um, or one thing that you could set up back there,
1: what, what was it? So we moved from another, we lived in a carriage house of, uh, before we moved in here two years ago and we had a little bit of a backyard, but we shared it with the landlord. So it was kind of awkward to be back there. Um, but we had rings, we had kettlebells and we lived close to a big park here in Savannah. And so we would drag those out there all the time. Um, but I really, I wanted to get a squat rack and a barbell. Um, and so I knew we needed a space that would be ideal for dropping a barbell and having a squat rack uh, that could, that could plant on there. So, I mean, we bought this place and it wasn't, we bought the place and it wasn't, I think we had about two months before we were going to move in. And so I was just staring at the photos of like, okay, we can get this amount of concrete slab laid. That's going to allow us to have a squat rack. Um, it's going to allow like two to three people to work out out there. It's going to be great. Um, so I I think having the squat rack slash barbell was the the biggest priority, even though I don't use it a ton, it's just nice to have a barbell around too um i mean you can do so much with it so it's just a great tool to have if you got the space
0: and you do you have anything like so this is a question i get a lot too is what type of barbell should i get um is yours anything fancy
1: i have the uh i I think it's the cheapest rogue one so i didn't it's rogue so it's not the cheapest one by any means but i want to say it was in the 200 hundred dollar range um And they on Rogue have a, I don't know what they, I think they call it the oxidized scale. And it'll show you like, if you're going to have a barbell that's mostly used outside, like getting one that's on the higher end of the scale is ideal. And the cheapest one they make is on the higher end of that scale. So that's the main reason I got it is I knew it was going to be outside 99.9% of the time. So I just wanted something that's, it's going to hold up. That's the barbell is the one item I didn't mind splurging on. Um, And it was just a little over 200 bucks. So not. Quite splurging,
0: so well. I guess it depends on how frugal and non-frugal you're being, and we know you're pretty frugal. That,
1: that was actually splurging to me, but uh, <laughs> I knew, being my frugal self, I was like, all right, I can buy this now, or I can buy a shitty one and then buy another shitty one like 18 months from now and keep doing that. So I was like, I'll just make the investment now.
0: Good call, because um, you you leave the barbell out on that porch, do you not?
1: Yeah, it never really goes inside, and it's holding up fine. Yeah, it's it's perfect. I was actually spinning it the other day, wondering if it needed to be cleaned or something, but it's uh, it's still in tip top shape.
0: Okay, so that's also something to keep in mind. There's pieces of equipment you probably want to spend a little more on. Um, you know, definitely the quality there. Um, you know, people complain a lot that Rogue is expensive. It is expensive, but every experience I've had with them, you're going to get what you pay for. You're not paying for something um, that you can. There's companies that are comparable. But it's definitely worth the investment, in my opinion, for, for most of their stuff.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And it's, I mean, I've had a, enough of their stuff to know, okay, this is going to be quality and it's going to last. It's, I'm not going to buy something that's maybe 5% cheaper and be like, oh, I'm going to take a risk here and see if it's just as good. Like it's I know that's going to hold up and last, so. Uh, my bumper plates and small plates are from there there too, and it's because they spend all day outside. So I know they're going to hold up better than uh, something a little cheaper you can just get on Amazon.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely because you have the you have to have your stuff sit outside all the time. You put it you put it in like a. Um... Like a container or something, right? Like a weatherproof so, container. The
1: weights are in a like plastic storage, outdoor storage thing. Yeah. But still totally exposed to the air.
0: Outdoor storage thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And it, it definitely makes sense for your situation because you guys have such a small space to keep that stuff outside. Cause I don't think your wife would let you keep your bumper plates in the kitchen or the living room. So it probably, it- probably not. So it makes sense, but I've had people ask me, should I get bumpers? You know, and there's really no point unless you're Olympic lifting or in your case, you know, doing stuff outside where it's not going to rust or they're going to hold up a little better. Um, same with the barbell too. If you if you're working out inside, there's nothing wrong. I've told people this before. There's nothing wrong with getting a cheap barbell. It's going to get the job done. Um, you know, same with cheap weights. Um, it's going to get the job done for, because most of the stuff you and I are doing and we're programming for our clients, you know, squatting, military pressing, you know, maybe if we're, we're feeling uh, ambitious, a little bench pressing, um, you know, that barbell is used probably more for mobility work than it
1: is strength work over there. Is it not for you? Um, you uh, there It goes in waves. Sometimes it is, Sometimes is. I'm actually using it for a lot of strength work right now. Like, uh, Overhead pressing, squatting, stiff leg deadlifts, uh, a lot of stuff like that. So it's, um, but I mean, I will do mobility work with it, Jefferson curls. I've done loaded pancakes with the bar on my back, um, horse stand squats with the bar on my back. Um, the barbell is truly a very universal tool. So if you have the space for it, I would highly recommend investing in one.
0: Yeah. So I think our, and both of our opinion, one of the the top three things you'd want to start with would be barbell and squat rack. And John also has a, like, the, it's not a squat rack, they're squat stands, would we say? So they're just two, two um, non-connected pieces that you can also put in the corner. So very efficient space-wise.
1: Yeah. And that's something I think you can go cheap on. Like I bought that when I bought the barbell, so probably about 18 months ago. And it's it's showing a little signs of wear, uh, but I mean, it's still gonna last another probably two years, no problem. Um, and it was, I think, 50 or 60 bucks on Amazon, and it's very lightweight. Like the comparable Rogue one, I think, is over $200, and it's heavy as shit. Like, and it's not very storable. It's, uh, these are That's two massive. separate pieces. These are two separate pieces. The Rogue one, I think, is one piece, so it's not you can't really like scrunch them together very well. These, this squat stand breaks into two pieces and each of them probably weighs like maybe 10 pounds a piece. Uh, and you can store them side by side and shrink them down and they store perfectly just up against our fence.
0: So I think rogue does make squat, a squat stand like yours too, but also it's like it could survive a blast, like a bomb. Like it's massive. They're, they're really wide base of support. It would take up a lot. It'd be in a, in a obnoxious amount of space in your backyard. Um,
1: Okay. Yeah. I have to be able to, we're slowly running out of space storing this stuff. So, uh, the more uh, storage oriented, the the stuff is the better. So, I mean, again, this was just a cheap one, 55, 60 bucks off Amazon and and it's been holding up really well.
0: Yeah. So I think the, the other, the other piece of equipment you, you can definitely, you can go, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, you can't go without, there we go. Um, gymnastics rings.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I get asked this is a weird question, but I get asked quite a not quite a bit, but enough to where it's resonated with me that people are asking me, should they get gymnastics rings or a TRX strap? And really? yeah, and I guess so, and my answer is always you can do on a pair of gymnastics rings, you can do everything you can do on a TRX strap. You cannot do everything. On a trx strap that you can do on gymnastics rings and a trx strap is like three or four times the cost of a set of gymnastics rings is it so really I've always, never go, looked into always go for the gymnastics rings um and they're super this is how versatile gymnastics rings are i've left mine in my tree for probably the past year so gone through rain all that stuff uh lots of humidity and they seem perfectly fine like they've never like they haven't been in, in the rain at all. So, and I think you can get a pair off Amazon or wherever for 35, 40 bucks. So Un- unbelievably versatile tool. So wait, you've left yours outside or you bring the rings in? So I used to take them off the tree when we were done with them. Oh, I just okay. Leave yep. Them I understand. On the tree. Even uh, the- I, used, I used to take them off and just put them in the storage container, but now I just leave them up. Even the, the wooden ring? Even the wooden ring itself. Yeah.
0: And what brand do you have?
1: It's an Amazon brand. I think it's like uh, Garage Fit or something. It's one of the if you search gymnastics rings on Amazon, it's probably the first or second hit. So
0: interesting. So that's really interesting because the the Jiu Jitsu Muay Thai gym I train at too. They got a bunch of rings, set them up outside, left them up outside, and like through like exposure to the rain, then the humidity, they all started splitting. Um, Oh really. Yeah, but yours mine seems-
1: is mine's connected to a tree, so it is shaded all the time. So maybe that could be helping it a lot. It's not getting a lot of sun exposure. Okay, maybe that um, could be it. But if you're connecting rings to a tree in your backyard, it's probably going to be shaded. So don't don't be <laughs> afraid to leave them up for a couple of days. Yeah, and it, motiv- it motivates me to get on them more because they're always just there.
0: Makes sense, and it's not a it's not a hassle to set it up either. Um, yeah, and you can set them up anywhere too. Most of the time, there's going to be a tree. So I've had the Rogue rings for probably about ten years, and you wouldn't even know it. Um, a question I get asked a lot, actually, kind of like you were saying, you get asked the TRX question a lot. Um, I get asked a lot the diameter of the rings. Does anyone ever ask you that?
1: Uh, yeah, they have, and I know I originally bought my first set of rings were like the thickest ones possible. Okay. And I just I think I didn't even know there was a on or there was you could buy different options there. Um, and now that I know, I, pref- I prefer the thinner ones. What about you? I,
0: I don't even actually know what mine are. <laughs> but yeah, the, the mine are probably somewhere between super thin and super thick. Um, I, I've used the super thick ones before. And there's like an argument for uh, it's easier to set up a false script. But um, just not comfortable for me. I, I like the w- whatever my diameter is. I like I've gotten used to it over the last decade.
1: Yeah, I think what we have is probably, I think it's 1.1 inch diameter or 1.25 are the two like standards and the 1.25 is significantly, you're like, oh man, this is, this is pretty thick. So
0: it's that much of a difference.
1: It's to me, it's noticeable. I mean, if, especially if you're doing anything, like if you're doing weighted chins on that or something, you probably want whatever one you can grip the grip the best. So I, I feel like I can grip a thinner one better. Um, I may have tiny hands though. So, but I think, I think anyone starting out if they're just getting into gymnastics work, I think the thinner ones would be more beneficial.
0: Okay. Um, so we got the pull-up bar and the barbell gymnastics rings. So then I would say the one other piece of equipment that probably isn't even necessary. So I'd put that as like a secondary thing. If we're on like a, a very tight budget here, is a is a pull-up bar and we could uh i think both of us have doorway pull-up bars do we not
1: oh yeah i do uh and whatever one you suggested to me i don't know which one it is that's uh that's another question i get asked all the time is where'd you get that pull-up bar because it adds an extra i don't even know the i think the brand is ultimate body something um, but it adds that extra foot mm-hmm. off the off the pull up. So that's uh, that's the one thing we do do inside is if we're doing pull up work, we set up the uh, the pull up bar inside.
0: That's uh, I should have gotten some sort of like affiliate marketing for that because I think a
1: lot of those are sold. You easily could have, yeah. I dropped
0: the ball on that. I'm not as much of an influencer yet, um, but yeah, doorway pull up bar is great because it's just more convenient to work uh, chin ups pull-ups. Some of them, John's, I believe, and so does mine. It has this neutral grip setting or a neutral grip position. Yours has that, right? It does, yeah. Yeah, so you can do neutral pulling too because just the variety in in the hand positions is really good to to strengthen different lines of tension, different muscles in the back for pull-ups. Helps avoid overuse injuries. It's just a nice variety thing too. A nice hack you can come up with, and I'm sure people have seen it before, is just taking like a stick or a PVC pipe and putting it through the two rings. So it's like this makeshift pull-up bar. It's a little sketchy. Um, You're getting a lot of extra grip strength with it too, but you know, if you're in a bind, it gets the job done more or less.
1: Yeah, totally. I like that. I do that outside sometimes too. If I just, uh, for whatever reason, don't feel like going inside, we've got a nice strong wooden dowel outside that'll slip between the rings.
0: So the, uh, and the, the question I got a lot too, especially during uh, quarantine, um, I hung my rings in my apartment. And I did this because the apartment that I lived in actually had no, there wasn't a single tree in the apartment or the there's no trees in the apartment. Um, outside of the apartment, there were no trees. And there was a park probably like a quarter mile away. But to walk to a park every day would definitely starting to get a little annoying for me. And then people always I feel like the way we train it definitely um, generates or people get interested with it. I get annoyed if somebody tries to talk to me about it. You seem to welcome it. Um, so I, I like working out in the comfort of my own home so people don't bother me. So I actually got a, <laughs> a, a ring mount from – it was from Titan Fitness, and it was one of the best investments I ever made. It was like $90. Um, I just had to get a stud finder, found the stud in the ceiling, um, I don't know if it left much damage when I took it out, but I got my full security deposit back. So the landlord wasn't looking in the ceiling because obviously how much damage is going to be put to the ceiling, I suppose. Um, but definitely during COVID, during lockdown, it was huge to have that. It was super convenient.
1: That's all. Did you put it in this
0: apartment? Uh, I haven't put it in this apartment yet. Um, and I feel like there was a reason why I haven't put it in this apartment. No, there's no reason why I haven't put in this apartment yet. Um, I think it's just now because I have gym access. So like I go to the gym too sometimes um, depending on the schedule of the day, what I'm doing. And for whatever reason, I also haven't been – now that I'm reflecting on it, I haven't been using rings that much in the last couple cycles. So I haven't needed to do it actually
1: uh yeah i've seen you doing uh weighted pull-ups on the at-home gym or the yeah. at-home pull-up bar yeah and that um, thing that and that's thing, another good point yeah. like you're doing pretty heavy yeah you're doing pretty heavy uh heavy weighted pull-ups on that thing and it doesn't seem to be breaking down at all so it's it's crazy <laughs> how durable not. <laughs> cheap pieces of metal cheap pieces of metal are um yeah, that's a really good technology. Like, if you haven't invested in a doorway pull-up bar, you definitely need to. And and I know Wes shows it a lot, but he will. And he mentioned he had the ring set up. But I know prior to that, you would connect your rings to the doorway pull-up bar and do lots of stuff off there, yeah. right?
0: It was it wasn't exactly ideal. You know, if you're doing ring chin-ups or one-arm chin-up work, because you don't have a lot of clearance. But you know, fifty percent of something is better than hundred percent of nothing. So it's not the the most perfect situation, but it gets the job done, and it's pushing me in the right direction. So. Um, I'm also five foot six five foot seven on a good day, so i I don't need as much clearance too, so that helps
1: yeah, well, if you get the pull up bar that has that extra foot um yeah, you can do ring shins off that I'm five eleven I can do ring shins off that height, so um if you're kind of a that size person, like you're gonna be able to clear it by getting and you have normal size door frames um you can set up rings on there and you can easily easily have clearance for that um but if you're hooking your rings up to that you can also do a lot of other awesome stuff like uh ring push-ups ring dips uh ring rows you can elevate your feet and make those push-ups and rows much harder um and then for some accessory work some bicep curls tricep work with the rings that's all great stuff uh um, those rings truly are a really versatile piece of equipment. It's when I first got them, I thought, okay, this is just for pull-ups and me attempting to get muscle-ups. That's it. But it's 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 awesome what you can do with those things.
0: Yeah, you honestly, I I honestly, we were talking about the TRX earlier. They they've got some decent exercises on there too. If you've ever seen any like, they also have some ridiculous ones. But like, they cover a lot of things that you just named that you would do on the rings. That I feel a lot of times. People don't even think about like, especially the tricep press and the bicep curls on rings. When I give that to remote clients, they're just like, "Why did I never think about doing this on rings?" Um, so it really yeah. is, especially for the upper body, um, you can get a really solid workout. Not even like uh, like this scaled or regressed kind of getting something done because I'm at home and I don't have access to machines. Like you can get a legitimate training session in with just that doorway pull-up bar in the rings um and just using the pull up bar as that anchor.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, when my wife and I travel, we always take a set of rings. I, I we'll probably do a how to how to train while you're traveling show at some point, but just having those rings for upper body work, we're good to go. I mean, we'll we'll kind of deload our sessions, make them a little easier, but it's you get three or four exercises on a push day, three or four exercises on a pull day and uh and that, that's all you need.
0: So I actually have a question when you travel with them. Do you, do you um when you travel, do you like uh, check a bag or do you just do carry-ons?
1: Um, more often than not, we fly American and we can get a free check bag. So we'll, we'll always check a bag. But
0: I'm oh, trying to think, okay.
1: I've, I've probably slipped those in a carry-on before. I mean, they're, I'm sure there was a time I went to like my grandparents' house or something and I slipped them into my, I gave up bringing nice clothes to church and I brought the rings instead or something.
0: Have, have you ever had an issue with it at security?
1: Oh, yes, I did once because they were, yeah, so I guess I have now that I think about it because they, the chalk on the rings, they were like, they had to do a little oh, know, really? bomb test or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh.
0: So I've, I never check a bag. I always just do a carry on because it's easier. And when I was uh, working for that one company where I uh, taught seminars and they flew me around, I only did it a few times, but I started to figure out if I was going to bring my rings with me to take them out of the backpack and like, you know how most backpacks have like the front of that. Like, I don't want to call it like a fishnet, but like a mesh compartment that you can like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Sure. Yeah. So I would grab and go or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd put the rings in that so they could physically see the ring. So they wouldn't have to pull the bag out. But every time without fail, if it's inside of like my uh, like little suitcase or in the backpack, it's getting pulled out of security. So just my experience Uh, maybe a little airport hack there for traveling with the rings if you're going to take them somewhere. All right. So yeah, Um, we've got the rack, we've got the rings, the right pull-up bar. Honestly, I think that takes care of 85% of a a standard home gym. Um, I know you mentioned those change plates. What what weight increments do you have for those change plates? Because I think those things can serve a really good purpose for a lot of like rotator cuff exercises.
1: So they go, I'm trying to think of the total weight. It's in kilograms, but there's a five, two, there's pairs of all, what I'm about to name. Uh, Five, 2.5, two, 1.5, one, and 0.5. So whatever that adds up to is the total weight. Uh, And those aren't cheap. I will say that, but they, they look cool. They're very durable. Uh, It's rogue. So it's very quality stuff. Um, I love the first quality was they look cool. Yeah unlikely they'll ever break um and if you're someone like me who i had 205 pounds in bumper plate weights i didn't need to get another 45 or anything like that um they were perfect for me and they have served what Wes is probably going to dive into they've served as great work for accessory drills for anything from upper body to lower body stuff
0: yeah Cause you, you, especially with like external rotation work, Cuban rotations, uh, trap threes, you don't need a lot of weight, like five kilograms is pushing it for most of those. Um, you don't even need a, And you don't even need those weights attached to a handle to be totally honest. Just hold onto the freaking weight plate. They're not that, um, the diameter on them is pretty narrow. So you can, I don't care how small your hands are, you know, you're going to be able to grab a weight plate and use it for external rotation work. So it, it serves multiple purposes there. And do you have, um. Do you have dumbbell handles that you attach those to?
1: I don't. You can buy those. I have a a cheap pair of changeable dumbbells though. Um, I think they're Amazon brand and they were like 30 bucks. And that's another thing I've had for probably over two years and they've held up incredible. And I think it's 40 pounds total or no, 50 pounds total. So you can have 50 on one dumbbell or 25, 25.
0: So literally the amount of equipment we've gone over right now, it's funny, takes up 300 square feet of your backyard they're oh, like, not
1: stored not even like yeah. it's a tiny amount of space I'll have to do a little video of like here's you here's you use
0: it you use it in a 300 square foot space and yeah. it's it's essentially a full gym that's what I think makes this type of training so um
1: um what's the word I, I don't want
0: to use the word awesome because I feel like I, I could come up with a better word than awesome but that's all that's coming to
1: sustainable, me sustainable maybe like it's uh, versatile it's you don't, you don't have an excuse not to do it. It's you're going to, yeah, well, exactly.
0: I think you came up with some great descriptor words there, but I think it just comes down to, yeah, you don't have an excuse not to do it. You know, you don't want to go to the gym. People bother you. You have to schedule a time to go to the gym. You don't want to work out in a mask. Um, you really like don't need that much space to get it done. John's doing it in a 300 square foot backyard um, during COVID. I was doing the same thing or during lockdown. I keep saying COVID or quarantine, whatever. Um, I was get, getting a training sessions done in my probably 550 square foot apartment. Um, you don't need a lot of space to do it. Um, I think the last piece of equipment I'd probably include in this, and it's just something I just recently got is, uh, dip bars. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like nice. those separate dip bars where like they can, you know, which ones I'm talking about? Like giant parallel bars, I- basically.
1: I don't think I've seen you post about those now. No, I
0: haven't even. I'm looking at the box on the other side of the kitchen. I haven't even taken them out of the box yet. Oh, damn, um, nice. Yeah, but they're just like parallel bars, but they're like parallel bars that are like 30 inches high. So you can okay. do.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure.
0: Yeah, so they serve two main purposes. You know, the first one, I can do dips on them, because honestly, dips I think are a super beneficial uh, body weight exercise that have carryover to a lot of other movements. Um, I know you've been training them a little more recently, but they're great. And I don't know if you've seen me posting on my stories, trying to do dips where like I have my parallel bars and I have one P bar on my dresser I've and I drag- that. Yeah, 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 it's, it's, I'm doing dips with 80, uh, 90 pounds and it's still holding up actually, but I dropped one of the dumbbells on the tile the other day in the bathroom. I'm lucky it didn't break. Um, Yikes, yeah. um so I,
1: I put just put a pillow got- down.
0: Yeah. Well, I got the dip bar, so it's not going to be a sketch anymore. They were like $80 off Amazon, but the other purpose they serve, which I'm even more excited about them is that I can do lever work on them. So I don't know if you've ever oh, seen yeah. people do, you've, have you seen people yeah, do lever totally. work on them? Yeah. Um, and it's just so much more convenient because you can really focus on setting the scapula, setting your hip position and just getting right into it as opposed to on a pull-up bar or a high pair of rings. You have to get your hips up there And then it's like, are my hips level with my shoulders? I didn't really set my scapula. How do I open up my hips if I'm trying to advance it? Um, Which is a skill in and of itself that needs to be trained if that's part of your goal. But I think the the P-bars, they just serve that purpose too. So it's going to make, I'm excited to see how it's going to make my lever training different. And for $80, and once again, they're kind of like your squat stand where I can put them together and put them just, we have a really big walk-in closet. I just put them in the back.
1: It's two separate pieces. Yeah. So and they're not,
0: yeah, they're not connected or anything. So I can just put them in the back of the walk-in closet. Um, and honestly, I can't. You know, the only other thing, like if I'm going through a, a list of equipment here, the only other two pieces of equipment, in my opinion, that you could really get value at, not really get value out of, but if like, let's say, you know, you really wanted to get some cool things for the house, you know, we got a little more of a budget. Um, the other two things that I would say is a, um, in different companies make it. It's like literally a, a cable system that you can, you know, loop over a, a door, a pull-up. Oh, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, you can loop it over a door, a pull-up bar, and you can just do cable exercises. Whether it be, you know, uh, curls, tricep press downs, uh, pulls, um, so different rows, uh, you know, lat pull-downs, so horizontal and vertical pulling. Um, and really the, the main benefit there from my perspective is it's just a, it's a different strength curve, as opposed to like, you know, you curl a dumbbell, um, the weight's going to be heavier at the bottom. And as you come up, that strength curve is going to, it's going to get easier typically. Um, but the cable, it's going to maintain to simplify it here, it's going to maintain tension across the entire range of motion. So there is some benefits with those uh, cables and they're like 80, 90 bucks off of some of these websites. So like it's it's a nice tool to have, so a little more variety too, because um, it's fun to throw those things in here or there, you know, to increase training morale if need be.
1: Um, yeah, especially if you already have the some some plates, a decent amount of weight, like not even a decent amount of weight, maybe fifty to a hundred pounds of yeah. of, of, uh, of plates, you're gonna be able to get a nice, uh, you're gonna be able to do a bunch of exercises with that tool Wes just described.
0: Yeah, and then the last one. Um, just because I really find it to make a difference, but it's not cheap as a Nordic curl bench. Um, yeah, it's definitely Uh, one.
1: yes. I was going to ask you, how do you suggest doing Nordic curls? Because
0: honestly, you know, people can, you can come up with some creative ways to do Nordic curls at home. You know, some of them are better than the other, some are better than others, but you know, without fail, whenever one of my clients or one of the people on the training app get on an actual Nordic curl bench they're like holy shit this is like night and day difference because the ability to have your feet super secure like super secured as opposed to some sketchy setup allows you to actually open up the knees more and load the hamstrings more um the downside of it is you have this piece of equipment that really just serves one purpose whereas everything else we covered pretty heavy duty. No, it's super heavy duty. You know, doesn't it, it, it's for one purpose and one purpose only. Whereas, you know, everything else we covered, there's numerous exercises you can do between upper and lower body day. This thing takes up a lot of space and lets you train Nordic curls, but, um, it it lets you train Nordic curls. Well, I will say you'll probably
1: get Nordic curls faster. If you have the bench,
0: I, I actually would almost make that uh, that um, claim just because having your feet secured really makes all the difference. Um, yeah. So with that, I set, have,
1: I train that off stall bars at work and it's, I think a similar locked in no, position. Yeah. Like it's uh,
0: you're pretty close with that. Honestly, it's night, st- and day.
1: it's night and day that versus like someone holding my feet.
0: Oh yeah. Holding the feet doesn't work, you know, trying to get them under a barbell or doing them just like on a weightlifting bench really doesn't work the stall bars works pretty good. Um, I have, if you've seen how I normally do them at that one gym I go to, um, I have one of the rogue split squat pads that I anchor my feet under. Um, that, that works pretty well from the the Nordic curl videos I post, but I will say in my experience, um, once again, it's going to be. It's a tough one. Rogues definitely has the best uh, Nordic curl bench I got during quarantine. I got the Titan Fitness one because it was significantly cheaper. It was yeah. uh, it was awful. Um, yeah. Did, I I got rid of it immediately. Actually, it it took up too much space in my apartment, and it it sucked. It didn't secure my feet very well.
1: So I guess you got that. Maybe you told me about that you got that, and so I looked it up on Amazon. Yeah. And do you know a guy on Instagram named Taylor Starch? That sounds so familiar. Well, anyway, I follow him. So I knew who he was and yeah. he had written like one of the top reviews and he gave it one star <laughs> and then like ranted about how bad it sucked. And it was so funny because I knew him and I was like, Oh, well, I'm not getting this.
0: Uh, no, it was terrible. Well, my problem was, so the benefit of the Nordic curl bench is that it really secures your feet in there. Well, rogues, Um, Roller pads on the back Have lots of different adjustments So you can really get your feet Freaking tight in there, right? Um, And the tighter you can get your ankles The more you can load the hamstrings Tightened fitness is Lowest setting on the bench um, Like there was like a foot gap between my calves or my like Achilles and the roller pad. Oh, yikes. So like it wasn't doing anything. And granted, I don't have the, I I have pretty small calves, but like it wouldn't have really mattered. There was that much freaking space. So I was just, I just needed to get rid of it. So I've used Nordic, I've used Rogues before. It's phenomenal. Another brand that's equally as good from my understanding and maybe a little cheaper is a Serenix or Soranex or however you say it. They make quality stuff too. So I would check out theirs. And then there's some other companies out there that make them, but they're even more expensive than a rogue. Um, so just, yeah, just get, get the rogue one. Um, that's the only other thing I would get for, um, you know, an apartment gym, a home gym outside of everything we listed. Um, but once again, that one's a little, little, little pricey and serves one purpose. Is is there anything else you would add here?
1: Well, I would say, like I said, I do Nordics off stall bars. So if you had the space and you're, you probably would not want to put put stall bars outside, but if you had the space inside to put up stall bars, um, I know Vita Vibe sells like a thin one that's only yeah. like maybe 18 inches across um, and you could easily set up Nordics there. And then stall bars are awesome for a number of things too, setting up bands for various stuff. So, um, and probably comparable in price to the Rogue Nordic bench, maybe cheaper. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well,
0: honestly, it's funny that you bring that up because stall bars, um, depending on the, the, the brand you get and the add-ons, you can take that, those star, stall bars that you mount in like pe- – a lot of people mount them in their apartment. Um, like Sean, Sean has one mounted yeah. in his apartment in Boston. Um, there's another guy I follow. I don't know where he's from. Simon. Um, not Simonster, not him. Um, but this other guy in – I don't know, he doesn't speak English. Um, but and I'm sure you follow him too. Um, he uses stall bars, but he also uses it as a squat rack and he has hooks for the barbell that go oh, in. Oh, I've seen that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so
0: like you can you can use it as like a squat rack. Um his has a pull-up bar attachment on it. I have some clients that have stall bars and that has a dip bar add-on. Um so that that stall bar, depending on the the the, the add-ons you get. Could be like a a full functional gym that's mounted on your wall and as long as you have the, the support system to support it, um, works really well because pull-up bars, dips, squat rack. Um basically what John and I, everything we rattled off, it could be used at that for probably, I can't imagine, more than a thousand dollars. You have a full full gym.
1: Yeah, usually like a decent pair of uh like a V divide, which is a good P bar uh stall bar brand i think they're full size um stall bars are maybe 400 dollars. so i can't imagine all those attachments would be more than 600 dollars. and it's and another
0: space saver if you're not in a large area maybe i'm looking around my apartment here maybe i'll just put in stall bars
1: yeah stephanie they, they but won't the leave they off. won't leave that big of a hole
0: no they won't i think we'll be good
1: yeah, you could leave them and say you added value to the apartment when you left, and <laughs> maybe they'll pay, they'll pay you for it.
0: I, I like how you, you thought about that, because I would have never uh, twisted it in in my favor like that. Um, are we leaving anything else here?
1: Um, I think that's pretty good. I mean, uh, when this comes out, I'll do an IG story or something, just going over the stuff in my in my apartment. But I think, uh, just a quick recap, if you're cramped on space, just, and you're just going to be inside, get a doorway pull-up bar, get a set of rings. Um, if you have room, you can add the squat rack that stores really easily. Just get a cheap one off Amazon, get a decent barbell, get a couple plates. Um, you probably don't need more than 200 square feet tops, maybe even less than that to get, to get a really, really solid workout in.
0: I think, I think that's good. I, I guess the only other thing I'd add in not really a workout accessory, but I definitely want one, an ice bath, just because you're, uh, you're using it all the time, so I'm kind of jealous. Oh, I don't yeah. know.
1: It's addicting. Once, once you get cold, you're, uh, you're going to do it again. So. But oh, man. start with cold, throw some ice in your, in your, in your bathtub, and you'll be good.
0: It, the, the pipe, the water just doesn't get that cold. And what, what Let's get a shout out here. What
1: brand do you use? Because it seems to work really well. It's The Ice Barrel is the name of it. The ice barrel. Okay. Yeah. And if you use movement 75, no spaces, you'll get a little discount. So damn. Wow.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to, re- I'm going to re- remember.
1: It's pricey, but if you're into uh, ice baths, it's worth it.
0: And so when you use that though, so do you just, do you have to empty it every time? Do you feel like, how does it work? Or no, how do I, you
1: know? I fill it up every two months. I drain it and empty it. And I do put uh, some hydrogen peroxide and Epsom salt in it. Okay. But that okay. stuff's like it's two dollars worth of stuff every time. Tops. Um, I have to fill the ice up every time though. Um, except in the win in the winter, there was lots of days where I could hop in there and it'd be 35, 38 degrees. Oh, so that's awesome. So yeah. do you just put a lid
0: on it and it kind of keeps the temperature at a steady like s- temperature? It's
1: usually it's it's humid here right now and it's probably at like 74 degrees right now. So it would take me Four bags of ice, two bucks a piece, $8 to get it down to about 48, 45 degrees. And that's, that's cold. That's no, yeah, that's, that, that's right. cold That's a fun stimulus. So yeah, that, that would do uh, the job. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Not, not necessarily they're the ice bath guys, but, uh, definitely just something cool. Um, yeah. I'll let you wrap it up here. Cause you're so good at it.
1: Um, yeah, guys, this was episode 10. Uh, if you haven't given us a rating, a review, a download, a subscribe, all that good stuff, please go do so. Um, it really helps us out. Share on IG stories when you're listening. We'll definitely repost it. Um, just help us grow the podcast. And if you've got a, a, a topic you'd like us to hit on, feel free to send us a message uh, on Instagram to myself or Wes, or if you have a guest you think would be dope to have on Send us their name as well. Um, We're going to start having some guests on here soon. So, uh, yeah, look out for the next podcast and keep listening, guys.
0: You always crush those enders. I love it. Just
1: flow (laughs) safe.